Hello, Screeders. OGs, new Gs, high Gs, low Gs, all the MF and Gs out there. Welcome to Random Screed. I have some questions for you. Are you guys going to cons? Are you signing up for the con, getting sick and not going, a la my man Tim DeShane for Total Con? What are you prepping? Do you prep a lot? Are you big, you know, handouts and toggles and tiggles and tactile stuff? I don't know. What I do know, today is Wednesday, February 23rd. So it's not 2-22-2022, it's 2-23-2022, which to me sounds just as goddamn good. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed. Men's Extra Large, or Super Extra Small, whichever you got, because I am calling in from the bathroom at the labor and delivery ward. So I don't have the facility at the moment to figure out the specifics, but look forward to a ping from me in the next couple days. And uh, with this particular hurdle cleared, I'm hoping to be able to participate a little bit more in the community. All about playing games, all about making friends online and I do apologize. I know that my uh, attendance was a little spotty on the Lost Lake and I was a little distracted. But again, with this current hurdle cleared, I'm excited to get back in the fold. Keep on gaming, my man, and uh, keep on the mic. There is my man, Taylor, the whispering GM, still talking quiet. He is also the mastermind behind Cleric's Wear Ringmail blog and podcast. And as you can hear from this message, many of the ADD people will already know Taylor uh, has his third child, and this was right from the delivery ward. What a fantastic message. Uh, thanks so much for calling in, Taylor. And as he mentioned, I had some shirts and some hoodies. I'm looking at getting some hats. Like, I don't know if it's going to be some snapback, flat bills, but look forward to seeing me at the Gamerhood uh, wearing uh, some branded merch. So, uh, very looking forward to seeing you. We knew what we were getting from you when we started the Lost Lake, and I appreciate every session you can make. Uh, anytime I get to hang with you, it is a joy, my man. So, as always, congratulations and thanks for calling in, Taylor. Hey, Jason Hobbs. Hey, have a really good time uh the time you get to spend at the con of the north this coming week and i think you're probably going to run into mr mean up there he's running um a couple games i know he's spoken about so hopefully you have a wonderful time there uh, have some fun enjoy yourself put some more miles on um enjoyed your podcast about conning uh just keep on keeping on and have at it man all right, Larry from Mumphrey's Musics and RP Musics Musings and RPG Beginnings. Great to hear from you. And yeah, believe it or not, I am. Uh, I did meet up with Mr. Mean John and uh, quite a few others at Con of the North. And uh, this message, you know, got me pretty pumped up. 
We were on our way, and I think the majority of this podcast is going to be all about it. And guess what? Your next message features prominently. But there shall be no foreshadowings and random screed. If he is up or down, his podcast still comes round. Hobbs is in his van. Don't turn off that sad nap man. Random screed, random screed. Don't know what you get, but it's what you need. Jason, are we going to get a con of the North recap? Looking forward to it. Uh, heard one from Mr. Mean. I think his high point was running into you. So, sounds like you made the high point of at least one fellow there. Hope your uh, gaming weekend was great and the trip was up and back was good too. All right, my friends. Thank you very much, Larry, for uh, Mumphrey, for adding that little bit there so I can lead right into the talk of the day, Con of the North. I've been talking for two episodes about prepping for cons. Let's talk a little bit about how the con went. Full disclosure, I might likely, probably going to do a talk maybe on Hobbs and Friends, maybe Bygone Exhumations, maybe just a YouTube video about this convention and other conventions coming up and my thoughts about them and how I think that we could legitimately rate a convention, so to speak. So first off, um, my wife, Heidi, went with me to the con. Uh, Con of the North is in Plymouth, Minneapolis at the Crown Royal Plaza Palace. I don't know, at the Crown Royal. Um, Super easy to get to from Illinois. It's about a five-hour drive. Which, I mean, I almost do that every other day anyway, working. It's not all at once, and there's gaps in there, but honestly, not a huge deal. Not super expensive to drive there. Um, I did not stay at the uh, convention hotel where it was taking place because uh, when I first looked, it was full. And Heidi was going with me, and I wanted her to be able to do some other stuff if she desired I mean, when I actually saw the rooms, I wished that we had stayed there because it would have like made a lot of things a little bit easier. But we were five minutes away, and we were in a nice hotel, and it was super simple. It's also hotter than a pair of balls and Speedos in this car right now. Woo! So, uh, like I say, the trip there, we left on Thursday. The count doesn't start till Friday. We had a side jaunt to go to because I wanted to pick up a couple things out of storage. Um, So really, and then we took the long scenic route to see if we could spot any eagles along the Mississippi as opposed to straight there. So really, it was probably six hours and a lot of small towns and slow driving, but we had a great time. Um, When we got in, I contacted my, my nemesis, Lord Burnick who I usually spend a lot of time. I knew Doug was going to be there, and then at least John Carnes and John uh, Polak from Mr. Meme says his video channel, his video vlog, video log, vlog. I don't know what you're supposed to call these things these days, but um, I knew Doug was going to be there. But 
we didn't end up getting together. Instead, Heidi and I took off to go and find some food. But like everything was closed on a Thursday night in Minneapolis, which is bizarre to me. Uh, and I shouldn't say everything. A lot of the places, like we went to a Panera, we went to a couple like places that you would think would be open but weren't. And so we ended up going to Whole Foods, getting some good groceries because I had a little kitchenette in our hotel. Another reason we stayed there. And uh, yeah, we got some good stuff and ate that. So that was Thursday night. Uh, my first game was Friday at noon uh, with Lloyd Bannock. We were playing DCC Empire of the East version. I uh, I spent some time the night before doing some prep work on my game that I was in a quarter miles. Turn right onto North Meridian Road. How do you guys like that? A little bit of GPS in here. Sat nav man. Anyway, um, I'd done some prep. I was feeling quite a bit of anxiety because I was running. Take as, the next right onto North Meridian Road. As I'd mentioned previously, the uh, prepping for a total hex crawl is kind of weird, and uh, what's really going to happen. And continue on North Meridian Road for seven miles. It's normally something I do online, so all of my tools are online, and so now I had to convert it. So I kind of just made a converted it to a graph paper as opposed to a hex map so I could easily follow where they were going. Did some nice little uh, cross annotation and uh, I decided to just do it basically rehash what kind of happened sort of in uh, the other game and then I rolled randomly to see where this group went after the expedition uh, Lord Venka was attacked by the Saurians, like where did these guys end up? They actually ended up pretty close to where the campaign started in the Lost Lake, which was interesting. Um, I don't know why I'm already jumping to my game. I really wanted to talk about Julian's game, which was, as I mentioned, DCC Empire of the East. I reprised my role as Nuliage Kernib, which is also an NPC in my adventure Half Men of Hirsute Hollow. Um, there, there's nothing like these. They're nothing alike except the name, and I'm usually going to probably play a wizard of some sort. Uh, and obviously, Nuliage is an anagram of Julian. Um, so, and he knew that right away, and <laughs> it was pretty funny. And we knew my character was not going to survive the session, right? Uh, but he almost did. He almost made it to the end. I don't know if you're familiar with Empire of the East, but it's kind of a post-apocalyptic fantasy setting with a group of uh, free folk rebels versus the evil empire. Um, we had a new, like, new Julian knew me and three other players, one being a guy named Nate, and then uh, a husband and wife, a couple, and then another guy who had never played DCC before, I don't think. Uh, but he seemed to have a good time. He was kind of a crazy man, but he did good. He figured out one of the riddles, and so that was better than me. Um, I figured out some of the other riddles, but not the first one, because it was kind of seeped in uh, Empire of the East lore. Uh, regardless, we won D&D that day, although my character died to the giant crab creature. Which in some ways reminds me of the big nasty crab thing in uh, where the 
Triton's trident is in Aquaman with Jason Momoa, which for some reason I've watched recently. All right, so that was the Empire of the East play test that will likely be uh, published. So uh, I hope I didn't put out any spoilers. Nah, not too many. Uh, it also was sort of a hex slash point crawl in some ways, and I think he kind of has a lot of work to do on it, but, uh, I mean, Julian's a fun guy. He gets into his, uh, description. I don't know if I would call it lurid detail, but definitely gets into the description and, uh, maybe goofing around a little bit in a fun, easygoing way. And then, I, like I say, I ran, uh, well, then we had a couple hours for lunch. Julian and I went to the pasta bar, which was basically an all-you-can-eat pasta buffet. Super good. Um, at, all at the hotel, which John isn't wrong. In his vlog, he complained about the layout. Now, this is my question to you guys after this first game uh, experience is the layout of the con the responsibility of the convention staff or the responsibility of the convention site right these are hotels I mean the staff can't like change the layout of the hotel uh, I never found the dealer room I don't know where it is everyone told me there was nothing there that I wanted uh, I did look around briefly, but honestly, I spent way more times playing games at this con than uh, I ever do. Because, I mean, I spent the day at the hotel, or the morning, I wake up with Heidi, we go out to breakfast, or we eat the stuff that we brought, and then I show up at the con about 11, 11.30, and do the stuff, and then I'm back at the at the, our hotel by midnight or so, uh, and then do it again the next day, and then leave early Sunday morning. So I never found the um, dealer hall, but uh, check-in was fine. Uh, the mask situation was what I expected. I mean, we are capable after two years of finally getting to sit across the table from our tribe and roll dice and play games in a public setting. I think that counts for something. I mean, and to to lambast a convention and say you're never going back because of, you know, mask policies, layout, and that sort of thing, that just seems crazy to me. Yes, I mean, and who's responsible for making sure judges show up in at half games? a mile, turn right onto Illinois 64 West. Or players show up at games. Is, I mean, is, isn't that the responsibility of the individual? And during a COVID era, it makes sense to me that we're probably going to have some issues with that, right? So, um, furthermore, uh, Mr. Mean also was very upset about the way... Take the, the next right onto Illinois 64 West. The con's website dealt with, um, you know, people not being there or tickets and all that. Well, they just used tabletop events, which as far as I know is the premier... Continue on Illinois 64 East for three quarters of a mile. I might have just turned the wrong way. <laughs> as far as I know, is the premier uh, convention sign-up website. It's not like you can compare these cons or the way that uh, sign-up works to Origins or Gen Con. 
There's tons and tons of money behind those conventions. That In half a mile, turn right onto South Scare Road. That don't exist for small cons. I mean, Gary Con is notorious for the past 10 years of having sign-up issues and crashing and all these other things. Tabletop events is by far, by far, the best one I've ever done. And um, take just, the next right onto South Scare Road. I just really think in the COVID era to expect things to be perfect, you are not understanding the situation of the world. So I think I'm not saying they get a pass and I'm not saying you can't complain. Continue on South Scare Road for five miles. But I am saying I'm not sure that you live in reality if you think a convention is going to go perfect for 500 people. It's just not. It's not going to. I had also heard that some people were mad about the mask policy that the convention staff required. And so they all signed up and submitted games and purposely didn't show up. Now that's just a total asshole move. You're not hurting the con. Well, I guess you are in the long run. But what about all the other people you're hurting? That's just douche. That's just a super douche move. And if you can't tell, I'm a little disappointed in my fellow gamer which doesn't surprise me. I mean, I'm just just as pointed in my fellow man as I am my fellow gamer because, well, they all come from the same stock. There's good and bad in everything. Wow, this is a long talk without a break. I hope you guys are making it. So, uh, yeah, the Low Fantasy Gaming, uh, Hexcrawl, Lost in the Jungle Baby. It's set in the Surat Jungle. Uh, originally, I had considered it as a 12 by 12 hex crawl. I narrowed it down to a 9 by 9 and uh, I filled it out. Here I go again. How do you fill your hexes? A lot of times I will use Hexed Press, uh, Welsh Piper, or uh, Rob Conley's Bat in the Attic. There's quite a few different ways, but if you've already considered and decided what the terrain is and now you just want to find out what's in the hexes, what do you do? A lot of them, you know, just say lair or like they have a D20 for like what type of site it is. And then you can put the lair inside there or how many encounters are possible and how many are created dynamically through your uh, dynamic random events slash random encounters table. There's really a lot of ways to do this. And I don't think any of them are wrong. I think it all comes down to the feel or the aesthetic that you're looking for. Anyway, back to the action. The uh, characters use the iconic characters that I'm pushing Steve Grodd to make iconic. Like, I'm going to use images of them if possible in any LFG stuff that I put out. They'll be the characters that are, like, doing stuff. That's one of each class, so I think that's cool. Um, in some ways, maybe that hampers uh, Goblin Scribe's class toolkit. But in this instance, I'm sorry, my man. That's just the way it's going to have to be. Nobody died. They ended up fighting the skinks and saving the uh, the Vornari's uh, half sister. Each character I had given a motivation or you know objective for their character to try and push them in a particular direction. Um, and I think many of them sort of had similar and a little bit of cross purposes with who they were trying to find either to get information from or to kill out of vengeance or to try to save. Uh, there was no PvP and uh, maybe a lot of combat and it just kind of felt to me a little slow. It's hard, you know, you're wearing masks, but like I say, I'm just excited to be rolling dice across from each other. There was a lot of shenanigans and 
uh, laughs and yeah, it was cool. So a shout out to the players in that game, uh, Jeff, Nathan, uh, one other guy I don't remember playing Jeunesse. Julian and uh, John got added. Like, I had the same problem he did, though, and I've seen this in tabletop events in other conventions. Like, it doesn't... I think it asks you how many players you want, but it only takes the first number. So, and then it just says... So, like, say you want four to six players, it just goes four to four, and then there are no more. Where You know, I could have more than four players in a game, but if you went two to six or two to eight or something, it would just show two out of two, and that's all the tickets there would be, unless it got fixed. But I think that could be the staff... uh, interfacing with the tabletop events uh, user interface. I don't know. But uh, the next day, it was... In half a mile, turn right onto East Flag Road. Julian's AD&D game, and then we jumped into DCC with Doug Kovacs of DCC Art fame. Uh, Both of these games were good. the AD&D game, I reprised my role as Nuliage, an elfin wizard. Take the next right onto East Flag Road. I just took the sixth level wizard, and I don't remember if he was human or elf or what, but we were pretty sure he wasn't going to survive the adventure either. Um, we had a quest, and somehow... Continue oh, on East Flag Road for three miles. Two of our characters were chaotic, and I think the rest were neutral. And uh, it kind of ended up in a PvP battle with the cleric uh, killing everybody else. So, uh, wizard, myself, Nuliage, and the cleric, uh, Father something the Black, or Father Mayhem, or I don't know, decided that we would uh, raise... (laughs) Well, we got there, these lizard men dudes... We're trying to summon a demigod, elder, an elder demigod, and we're like, oh, we'll stop that. We don't want them doing that, but wait, now that we have their stuff and their ritual runes and knowing how to do it, we'll summon this dude and see what we can do. So basically the cleric summoned him and sticked him on me. Uh, I blasted them with lightning bolts, and it was almost enough to finish him off, but not quite, and so they killed me. I think I could have won and then taken over the demi-human and then we would see what kind of havoc could be wreaked from that. But, uh, but yeah, that was a Nuliage dying twice. And then in Doug's game, no spoilers here, but it's called Reverse Sailors. You, bas- you basically play the Chaos Beastmen out of the, the keep in Sailors after the heroes escape the end game of that module and uh, see what happens after that. It was a, it was a Doug game. So it was pretty fun, pretty far out there, kind of wacky, pretty gonzo, and uh, a good situation all in all. Will I go back to kind of the north? I don't know. You know, um, I usually go to cons to hang out, and I wasn't really hanging out with the con people because I was hanging out with Heidi, but I really liked her being there because the actual convention scene seems to drain a lot of my energy, but being able to go back and then hang out for a few hours the next day after waking up really kind of brought all that energy back. So I didn't have con drop. I didn't have depression. I didn't have any of the things that I normally uh, experience after and sometimes during a convention. So I think that was pretty cool. Um, I'm contemplating 
well, let's 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 just stick a fork in this particular segment for now. Let me know what you think about what I'm saying, considering kind of the north. Show up at the Twitch uh, tonight or the YouTube. I'm planning on streaming to both with a couple guys from my regular Thursday night group because uh, the other two are at... In half a mile, turn left onto South Channel Road. So let me know what you think about all that. And uh, next time we might talk about some upcoming conventions, where I'm headed, what I'm doing, and maybe what I learned and what I want to try to do in the future. Until then, stay alive. It's better to burn out than to fade away. Baby